Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastical with myself, Steve Nussbaum, in the podcast where I invite my guests to come on, talk to me all about their musical taste, their memories, their experiences, and they get to collate their fancy festivals, which I have christened Fantastivals. We are now on episode number 88. I am back. I've been on a bit of a break over Easter. I think the longest break I've had since the Fantastical podcast started. I've been reflecting on everything that this podcast has achieved and you know, I'm really proud of what I've achieved so far in the 87 episodes so far. Interviewed some amazing people, some amazing musicians. I've reconnected with some great friends uh, on this podcast. And I guess if you follow the podcast or if you know me, um, one of my good friends, Sharon Jones, passed away last week. And it was a really sad time. She was actually on the Fantastical uh, back in 2020 in November. And I'm so glad I got her on the podcast and I had a really nice message earlier that really cheered me up from a good friend um, who said he just listened to Sharon's podcast. So I'd like to dedicate this episode um, to Sharon, who is just a wonderful person, so full of life, so full of energy. So Sharon, wherever you are, if you're looking up uh, at us, wherever you are, if you're looking down from the stars, I hope you are having a blast up there. And before we start this one, I'll also say a massive thank you to Paula Cairns, who was the episode back in number 87. That feels like such a long time ago, but let's not look back. Let's look forward. I'm delighted to introduce the guest on the 88th episode of the Fantastical Podcast by a woman who has got many talents. I've been reading up on her, freelance writer, published author, PR and marketing consultant, mental health campaigner. Ladies and gentlemen, it can only be the one and only Lucy Nicholl. Well, thanks for that big up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because I do lots and lots of different things. So whether or not I do any of them well, that's another matter. But <laughs> <laughs> Delighted to have you on the podcast, Lucy. Before we talk all about music that I'm really looking forward to doing, I always like to find out a bit more about the guests and what's going on in their lives. It's been a really odd two years and we seem to have come out of covid and into you know a situation in ukraine where it's just bad news after bad news so lucy i mean how have you been how have you found like the last couple of months in the last two years well lockdown for me started off terribly because i was made redundant at the start of of lockdown but it was kind of one of those moments that was really pivotal and became like the best the best kind of um change for me I suppose because I, I ended up working full-time for myself and being able to dedicate more time to writing and all the creative stuff that I love doing so it was a bit of a blessing in disguise but obviously you know recently it's been it's been tough to stay on Twitter and read everything that's going on hasn't it so I think I know a lot of people and people in my family who have been um, switching off from the news from social media because it's just been too much um but generally generally life is good i feel very very lucky that's good to hear that's good to hear and what about you know i obviously introduced you there's lots going on in your life but tell us a bit more kind of about yourself so what does lucy like to do like what do you like to do in your spare time what do you do to relax do you go out much like what, what's going on well i would love to say that i've got loads of festivals and gigs lined up but that isn't <laughs> true I got some new edging shears today, which was a big highlight of the week. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to that age where I've joined the National Trust and I do a bit of gardening. But um, yeah, I do go out. I do go. I probably go out more than I did pre-lockdown, actually, because I think because we had so long where we weren't able to do anything that I've I've actually I have been cramming in a few gigs and 
nights out and trips away and stuff so um yeah i'm probably it's probably midlife crisis time for me i'm probably re-embracing all that stuff that i loved when i was younger <laughs> and obviously writing's a massive part of your life so how did you get into writing is it something that you've always just had a gift of doing or how did it come about so I always liked it when I was younger, like I didn't find sitting a creative writing, creative English exam a chore when I did GCSE, but I didn't really, I didn't really do much of it past that. I got, I got an E at A level for English <laughs> literature. I was spending too much time going out there and I think that was a problem, but um, I probably started exploring writing and learning more about it again in 2011 or 2012 when I did a really um, sort of brief online course but it was really interesting because it took us through all different aspects of writing and then uh, you know so whether it be poetry or prose or um, you know fiction non-fiction script and then and then I did nothing with it for about four years and I was working in I was doing a, a fair bit of work in mental health and I was supporting other people in sharing their stories and realised that I hadn't shared my own. So I actually started blogging about my experience of having an anxiety disorder and panic attacks, which was really nerve-wracking mm. to do, kind of putting all that out there. But I got lots of good feedback and I ended up doing a bit of work with Time to Change, um, the movement to end stigma around mental health. Um, so a big national campaign and I did some work and some workshops with them and then started writing for the media and then I kind of ended up writing books and I just can't stop. I just, I've always got something on the go when it comes to writing. So um, yeah, so I kind of moved from blogging and writing in the media, so like non-fiction to um, fiction, which I think really was because I thought, well, I've my life hasn't been that interesting so I need to make stuff up now and move into fiction so um and that's that's a really good fun world because obviously anything can happen so yeah so I've just kind of fumbled my way along really <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like, like your list of pub being published is impressive like Metro Enemy the eye paper independent there's lots more that I could big you up on and like you've said you've written a few books so you've got a series of unfortunate stereotypes which is all about kind of naming and shaming mental health stigmas and I guess that must have been a great creative outlet for you to do that. Yeah so I didn't really know how to write a book at that point I was very early in my it, it was almost like an extension of my blogging in a way so mm. it was kind of memoiry and ranty <laughs> kind of you know focusing on the likes of Katie Hopkins and Piers Morgan who were doing nothing of any value for mental health stigma quite the opposite as we all know so yeah so there's a little bit of ranting around the sort of stigma that we see in the media and through commentators like that and then some of my own experiences but also that was really important for me to kind of acknowledge where I've used stigma in the past because I think you know, especially today when there's this whole thing about oh you know people getting cancelled which I don't really agree with I don't think mm. people are but I do think it's important to kind of say yeah do you know what we don't always get the language 100% spot on and in the past I was quite ignorant to mental illnesses even though I was experiencing mm. one myself so yeah so I brought in a lot of my experiences growing up and that's also when I realized how much I loved writing about nostalgia kind of looking back at childhood and music and popular culture 
So that's probably why I've got my head stuck in a lot of 90s music. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. And your first novel, The 27 Club, kind of fits into that music and nostalgia, I guess. And I have not read it yet, but I do look forward to reading it. So I guess give a plug for that. So that's what that's about, because the write-up looks fantastic, actually. So it's set in 1994. It's when the main character, Emma, learns of the death of Kurt Cobain and is absolutely devastated. And then, of course, in the 90s, we heard all about the so-called 27 Club and, you know, this idea that 27, especially for musicians, is this dangerous age. But in effect, it's about Emma is a is a big music fan and she has really bad anxiety um, and panic. And she's exploring why that might be. And she's winding herself up with the, all these obsessions that relate to the 27 Club and, you know, having a look at her lifestyle, having a look at, you know, is she going out drinking, taking too many drugs? Like, you know, what is it that's causing this pain, this panic, this anxiety? And, you know, is it because she's about to turn 27? But um, actually, she has to dig a little bit deeper. So it's it's kind of it's kind of about mental health stigma in a way. Um, well, it is very much, I would say, because it's kind of saying that we need to look at human beings. We need to look at people numbers are you know they're just a number there's so much more going on behind the headlines so yeah but it's funny as well there's lots of funny moments in it so people have said it's a good laugh as well as having a serious message and it must have done fairly well because you've got a second novel out in the, in the next couple of weeks called park life which i guess from the title you can probably guess it's probably around the 90s again but tell us a bit a bit more about park life i guess so Park Life is the sequel. It follows Emma's story. So the main characters are Emma and her best mate, Dave. And I love them. I wish they were real and I hmm. could hang out with them. But yeah, so it's really, you know, 27 Club is exploring Emma kind of digging a bit deeper about why she's struggling with anxiety and panic and she's very obsessive about things. And I won't give any spoilers, but yeah, we go back to her childhood and some of the things that she experienced as, as, as a child. And of course it would be um, hugely um, problematic if we pretended that she had six free counselling sessions on the NHS and all was nice and rosy. So, <laughs> part like the poor girl. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about addiction. So it's about it's about how things kind of go from bad to worse for her. But So it's a little bit darker, but it's set in 96, set in Hull. There's lots of lovely friendship, lots of moments like that. Um, and it's set in the sunshine, so it's kind of showing the contrast between, you know, when you're struggling with a mental health problem like addiction and, and anxiety and kind of how seeing the world glowing in sunshine and eating ice creams and biking around a beautiful city park, how that can make you feel. So, yeah, I put her through the ringer. <laughs> it's like I'm a type of I don't hate my character. I love her, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I put her through the ringer in Park Life. Great stuff. I look forward to reading. So 27 Club, you can buy that now on, I guess, Amazon, Waterstones, anywhere you can go and buy a book and you can download a book, you can get it from there and you can pre-order Park Life. So a very exciting time. And I guess based on the book being called Park Life and the way you've described both books yourself, you must be quite fairly big into music. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, and more so now. I think I was I was really quite big into music when I was um, sort of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 
and then I think when I hit sort of 20 or so I just listened to like total crap <laughs> basically <laughs> that was a really cringy time when I went to really shitty clubs and then I just got back into it and I think that coincided with my writing so yeah part life of course you know there's Britpop it was 96 there was a lot of Britpop and I kind of thought as well because in 27 Club there was a lot of talk about um you know pop punk senseless things whole and babes in Toyland and I, and I thought do you know what I've got to be a bit commercial and try and <laughs> reach out to a wider audience so yeah she's um she's still listening to her old favorites but she's introduced a little bit of um pulp and blur and or have you to her, her listening so yeah great stuff <laughs> I <sold> what, <laughs> and what about yourself what's your favorite kind of genre of music is it kind of brit pop or are there other, any other genres that do it for you what, what what do you listen to oh i love loads of music um i've seen people be a bit snobby about brit pop and i have to say i love it and <laughs> i just i i don't know how you can't i just think that so much brit pop is so much fun but it's not my favorite genre of music i re I, I like kind of heavier stuff i suppose but also pop punk so i don't think because you know listening to like senseless things and stuff it reminds me of being a teenager mm. and that kind of that youthful innocence and fandom and you know just a bit of a magical time but yeah, when I was growing up, I was massively into like Hole and, and Babes in Toyland and um, Pixies and Sonic Youth and Nirvana, of course, Nirvana. Nirvana was the gateway in. I mean, let's let's all pretend we went in through something more obscure. But no, I went in through Nirvana. <laughs> That's how I got to listen to decent music. And I won't pretend otherwise. But yeah, so and but I like I mean, I like lots of stuff. I saw Goldfrap the other week. I've seen them twice. So, you know, a bit more kind of uh, not disco-y. How do we describe Goldfrap? Anyway, it's very different to Courtney yeah. Love. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I like I like all sorts of music. Yeah. And what are you listening to at the moment, Lucy? Is there anything new that you're listening to or anything old? So I listened to the Wet Leg album and I didn't think I'd like it. But I actually quite like the new Wet Leg album. It's like two girls and it's quite poppy but um, quite trendy and cool. Not normally my kind of thing, but I quite enjoy uh, that album. What are you listening to at the moment? So everyone's been telling me to listen to the Wet Leg album and I've heard, I've listened to a couple. I, I heard that, um, oh, what was that? What was the one called that was the big viral hit? Oh, Shay's Long. Shay's Long, yeah, yeah. I listened to that. And I think, I think with me, I think I liked it, but it didn't massively grab me. Yeah. So I think that's going to grow on me, that one. But yeah, I've I've been listening to um, Wolf Alice and the Ra's and the Raytons and Fontaine's DC and Hands Off Gretel. I quite like they're quite um, quite heavy, I suppose. Um, young sort of punky band. So yeah, that's a, that's the kind of stuff I've been listening to lately. Awesome. I've seen the Ra's a bit on social media. I know they've done a gig last Saturday with. I seem to mention Arcade State in every episode that I do. I had the boys on a few months ago. I love those boys. Arcade State deserve to be as big as the world, and hopefully they will be. And Dictator, again, I had the uh, uh, Joey on from Dictator. Was such a nice guy. So I really hope like they can really kind of push on now. They seem to be kind of getting a bit bigger around Soccer AM and playing bigger venues and UK mm. venues. So that's really great to see. So Lucy... I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but I'm going to take you back to your early years where it was time for Lucy 
to go to Woolworths or HMV or Virgin or wherever you lived if there was a local record store and time for you to go and buy your first record or your first single. Do you remember that experience and do you remember what it was that you bought? Yeah, it's not going to be impressive. Um, <laughs> so the first cassette I bought was four ninety nine from Woolworths was Like a Virgin by Madonna. That is what it's called, the album, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's all right. That's not too yeah. bad. Yeah, so that was my first. And, and then, you know, it got gradually worse after that. I think I started off really well with, like, well, no, I didn't start off really well at all. <laughs> I, started off, I started off listening to my, my mum and dad's, like, Bruce Springsteen and um, ABBA, which I hate now. I hate ABBA. And... Um, like what else were those I, madness when i was when i was little i remember madness playing and i just always thought i think i was quite attracted to that as a little kid because i mm. thought it sounded good fun yeah. they are, aren't they? and yeah and then my friend over the road introduced me to madonna and that was it bruce springsteen was gone i didn't <laughs> pick up i wasn't dancing in the dark anymore i was uh, uh. Getting into the groove, there you go, that's a good one. Um, so yeah, I got heavily into Madonna and then I started watching Neighbours and got <laughs> <laughs> very into Kylie. So yeah, and, and it carried on like that until I kind of got into like Prince and Roxette. And then I say that's when I found real music and that's when Nirvana was introduced to me at my birthday sleepover by my friend Aisha. So, yeah, that's when things changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. So, obviously, this podcast is all about you collating your fantasy festival. Are you a big fan of festivals? Have you been to many? Do you know, I haven't. I've been to, I did Glastonbury in 98, which was like a terrible year because we were up to our knees in mud and uh, we decided to leave early because my ex at the time was skiving off work and he, he got cold feet and decided we should leave. But we didn't get home anyway because we were hitching because that's what you did back in the day. And we got stuck in Birmingham when we were trying to get back to Hull and ended up watching the rest of Glastonbury on a 14-inch TV oh. in a crappy hotel room. So, yeah, we didn't see Bob Dylan live. We saw him on a 14-inch telly in, in some hotel in Birmingham. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was an experience. It was definitely an experience. But, yeah, I think other festivals I've been to have just been, like, little local festivals. So mainly, like, when I was living in Hull. Um, so, yeah, kind of local bands and stuff. I probably have been to others, but I can't think of any. <laughs> and what... Middlesbrough Music Live. But, again, that's, like kind of low it's all local sort of stuff mainly so yeah and what about gigs Lucy you've mentioned living in Hull so I imagine you've been to the Adelphi uh quite a few times yeah nodding away <laughs> have you got any kind of what would you say your favorite gigs are like do you have any favorite gigs yeah so well I remember the first time I went to Adelphi was see a band called Smash back in the early 90s I think they were a bit punky I can't really remember I think they're a British band I so I think I saw um, not in Hull, but I went to Sheffield Sea Hall, and because I was a massive Courtney Love fan, that was like a big deal. And I also remember leaving Hull for Newcastle and going to see the Prodigy, which was an absolute riot. I remember that was that was brilliant. But yeah, and there were others, but I kind of think I might give some stuff away. Oh. Fantastical festivals. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. stuff. I when I saw I saw the Prodigy back in I think the late nineties and that was mm. probably the loudest gig I've ever been to. Literally, like the whole bass like sh 
shook my core. <laughs> and and I, great time had though, but very, very loud yeah. gigs. Good to see them back out on the road, actually. I think they're doing some 20, mm. 25th anniversary shows for Fat of the Land. So good to see them back out there. So yeah. like I said, at the top of the podcast, the Fantastical podcast is all about getting Lucy to collate her fancy festival. So Lucy gets to choose any five acts, one of whom must play one of their studio albums in full. And she gets to close her fantasy festival by choosing her encore, which can be any song that all five acts can perform together at the end of her fantasy festival. So very simple, five acts, five time slots. In my last episode, I had the wonderful Paula Cairns who collated her under the Big Yellow Cranes fantasy festival. She took us to Belfast, so she took us to the Samson and Goliath Cranes. And in her opening slot, she had the Florentinas, who were a new band. Very good, actually. I've not heard of them before. I enjoyed them. In her super second slot, she put on Fontaine's DC. So, Lucy, you mentioned them. They've got a new album out soon. First time I've really listened to them. I enjoyed what I'd heard. Um, and they made their fantastical debut. In her Midway Madness slot, she picked In Excess. And she had them play their album Kick. So, in a fantastical debut for In Excess. And in her pre-headline slot, she chose Beck. And in her headline slot, she chose Augustine's in a bit of random fate because I actually know the Augustine's drummer, Rob. So that was nice to go and text him and say, you're someone's fantasy festival headliner, which is great. And for her encore, she picked days like this. So you can see any acts can make your fantasy festival alive, dead, young, old, whoever you like, they can be played. But before we talk about your fantasy festival acts, we need to give your fantasy festival a name and we need to give it a venue. So Lucy, first off, what are you going to call your fantasy festival? And you know what? I've just had to think of one because I completely forgot that bit. <laughs> I didn't prepare it. But I think we might call it the midlife crisis or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Let's, let, <laughs> let's call it's it... very nap. I cannot think of... I can't think of one. Um so yeah sorry that's fine let's call it the midlife crisis and if you get a better one then we can always update yeah. the name and change the name so you can hold your fantastical anywhere in the world you can take us back to the adelphi in hull you can take us across the, to the states we can do it wherever you want no place is too big no place is too small so to hold your fantasy festival lucy where would you want to hold that um it's got to be in hull so i think I think I would hold it where my next book is set, um, which is Pearson Park in Hull, which is a city park, a Victorian park, where, um, yeah, I think, I think I've seen bands play there before. So, yeah, that would be lovely. And you've got a pond with ducks, so it'd be very nice. Amazing. So we're <laughs> off to Hull. I think it's the first time we've gone off to Hull for our Fantastival, but like exploring new places. So before we talk about the acts who are going to play Midlife Crisis, I'm quite aware that to get your fantasy festival desk down to five acts can be quite a challenging task. Any bands or acts who you want to shout out who haven't made your five but who deserve a mention for you when talking about the bands that you love or your acts that you love? Yeah, Pixies. I thought I really wanted to put the Pixies in, but I couldn't. I had reasons for choosing all of these, so Pixies. Um, <clears throat> and Hole, because I love Courtney Love. Um, so, yeah. I, I should have put Hole in. Um, Prodigy, I think. I've always loved the Prodigy. Um, yeah, I suppose they're the three that I haven't put in. Foo Fighters, Nirvana, I could go on. They're not in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they could be, if you'd have given me ten. <laughs> yeah, no, ten. Just five for you. Five for everyone. Um, some pretty <laughs> decent big acts miss out. Pixies have only ever been picked once. Prodigy have been picked a few times, well, only twice actually. Hole have never been picked, so Courtney Love 
she's backstage waiting to come on. She'll have to wait another day because she's not going to be playing the midlife crisis. So some great acts mentioned haven't made it. But I guess let's talk about the five who have been. So the midlife crisis, Pearson, Parking Hole, lovely sunny day. The ducks are in the pond. Everyone's having a great time. It's two o'clock. It's time for your first act, your opening act to come out and play. So Lucy, who's going to open midlife crisis? The Ras. Ah, the Ras. Yeah, they have to because, and they're going to be doing their album in full because I just think that every single song on the album is just like a big anthem. Um, yeah, if, I, when I first listened to the album, I felt like I'd known, after just a couple of plays, I felt like I'd known every song for years. So each one just sounded like a classic. So I think they would they would definitely open because I just think they would get everybody in the mood. And it would, yeah, set us off for a bloody good afternoon, I think. Great stuff. So the Ra, I mean, I know of the Ra's, obviously, because I've just played a big gig uh, in Scotland. I did see you tweet Sam Shiner and say you, you might be impressed with my lineup, And I thought, oh, maybe she will pick the Ra's. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the Ra's, they're just uh, like a guitar-based band, right? Just playing good music essentially yeah it's kind of like poppy guitar music it's just but it's just so good it's just got such a good vibe to it and um i went to see them i took my stepson we went to see them last october i have to say the day after that's the worst i've felt probably since the (laughs) 90s but um they were just brilliant and i just can't believe they're not even bigger yet Mm. you know i just feel like everybody needs to listen to the ras and also although they're younger than me and they're obviously not at midlife crisis stage. I do think it's one of those bands that can that you know, no matter your age, you can you can love them. You can listen to them and love them. So I don't want to, you don't want to say inoffensive because it makes them sound boring, and they're yeah. really really not. They're brilliant, but I just yeah, it's one of those bands that you listen to, and I just think I cannot understand how anybody else can love this music. So yeah. I'm a big new fan of them. <laughs> Great stuff. I look forward to listening to more. I've heard a couple of tracks and I like it. I need to listen to a lot more. So the Ra's make their fantastical debut. They're also going to play their album as well. So they're going to play from two till three. It'll take a half hour break. Then it'll be time for your super second slot to come on follow the Ra's. So Lucy, who's going to take your super second slot? The Ratons. Ah, the Ratons. All right. So I guess tell us a bit about more about why the Ratons making your, your fantasy festival. Well, I'll be completely honest, the Ratings are making my fantasy festival because I've never seen them and I want to. I'm actually, I was in touch with my stepson and my best friend um, this morning because I think they're playing in Newcastle in December, so I'm going to try a book. I don't know much. I don't know enough. You know, I recognise a few of their songs, but I always play them over and over and over. And again, I think similar to the Ra's, they're just like, they're kind of poppy guitar stuff that like it's just uplifting it's it's fun and I think some of the stuff that you know they sing about when you like kids off the estate slice a line they're probably two of the they're probably the two that I first listened to because they're probably at the top of the Spotify list of most played they're just kind of like they're just really evocative I think of like you know you can almost picture the pub that the guy they're singing about is going in and you know all the different characters in there and stuff so yeah i think the ratings are brilliant and i so fully intend to listen to more of them and get to know them more and go and see them hopefully in december <laughs> great stuff so the ratings are going to take your super second slot they're going to play from half past three to half past four they make their fantastical debut as well so two new fantastical acts 
We'll take another half hour break after they finish their set. That takes us to five o'clock. Time for our midway madness slot. So Lucy, who's going to take your midway madness slot? Right now, I have cheated slightly here, but I think I think you might let me get away with it. So, Babes in Thailand, but the singer Kat Bjelland also formed a band called Catastrophe Wife, and I love Catastrophe Wife. And I thought I can't have both Babes in Thailand and Catastrophe Wife, so I think what I'm going to have is Babes in Thailand playing Babes in Thailand and some Catastrophe Wife. So they are Midway Madness, and I think they would create a lot of Midway Madness. So I think they would be brilliant. But I, oh, I just, I've, I've been listening to Babes in Thailand probably more so now than I did even when I was 15, 16. I just think they're brilliant. My husband hates it. He hates it. <laughs> the music. Um, and I imagine it's really amusing when I've got Fontanelle on CD in the car and I'm driving along and trying really hard to scream like Cat Bjelland and I really, really can't. But pulling up at the lights and seeing that must be quite amusing. Um, but <laughs> the traffic going by. But yeah, I absolutely love Babes in Toyland and Cat Bjelland. And Catastrophe Wife, I think, is a progression on from that so i'd like to see some of their tracks played as well brilliant the fantastical board have been in contact they've allowed your request so it's gone through so babes in thailand and catastrophe wife you take your midway madness slot uh do you know what i've heard of babes in thailand a lot i think i've heard like a couple of their songs but not much so i look forward to listening to a bit more babes in thailand they're going to take your midway madness slot play from five till six three acts down two acts left Time for your pre-headline act from who we're going to play from half past six to eight o'clock. So, Lucy, who's going to take your pre-headline act? Wolf Alice, because I... So, I, I was introduced to them. I was actually introduced to them when I put something out on Twitter and I said that I needed to get my head out of the 90s. I was just totally stuck in the 90s and I needed some new music. And I think Wolf Alice was the first band that I listened to. I think it was my stepson who probably introduced me. And I loved them. And I listened to them quite a bit, but then I went to see them live and was absolutely blown away. I just thought they were amazing. So we saw them in Newcastle in, when would it have been? Because I think their January day was pushed back. So I think it was just last last month, actually. Mm. And yeah, they were, I just thought they were absolutely wonderful. And I, I think their lyrics are gorgeous. And again, really evocative. The, the song um, Delicious delicious Things, I think it's called, is just like, wow. But I love the fact that they've got, like, the, you know, some really quite heavy stuff. Like, um, really, like, there's a song called Yuck Fu that's quite good fun um, and quite heavy. And Play the Greatest Hits and Giant Peach, um, Moaning Lisa Smile, I think they're great. And then they've got, like, The Last Man on Earth, which is a really kind of slow, kind of moving number so i think they're great i just yeah and they've got some more sort of disco they've actually i think one of their songs on their new album blue weekend well new ish album kind of really reminds me of the 80s as well and and yeah even though it's got that kind of cringe 80s pop to it you can't help but love it <laughs> so yeah they're quite eclectic aren't they yeah they've been picked they were picked recently by megan Wynn, who's uh like a welsh young singer songwriter and she'd recently seen them as well I think on the, on the mm. same tour recently and said they were amazing. So I think they're definitely going places. I think they're, they're quite big anyway, but I think they're only going to get bigger yeah. and bigger as they um, 
as they release more stuff. So, Wolf Alice, second time they've been picked for a fantasy festival. They take your pre-headline act slot. They're going to play from half six to eight o'clock. We're going to take one more break for half hour, and that'll take us to half past eight, where it'll be time for your headline act. So, your headline act are going to get two and a half hours to headline your fantasy festival. So, a great first four acts. So, Lucy, who's going to headline Midlife Crisis? Um, senseless things. <laughs> I just love them and obviously you know they don't play anymore and really really sadly the singer Mark Heads passed away um just over a year ago but I just do you know what the last few years and I think I really think this was part of my midlife crisis because I just started listening to senseless things just on repeat on Spotify and I think it was because it took me back to yeah. being 14, 15, and I saw them in 1993 when I was a shy, spotty teenager. And I just wish, if there's one gig I could go back to and enjoy it as I would now, you know, when you get older, you don't care what you look like, you know, <laughs> just dance like crazy. I was dancing like crazy at the Wolf Valley's gig with my stepson. We didn't care. It was so much fun, and I would love to do that again. So, yeah, obviously can't happen, but I would love to see senseless things and i would have them play pretty much everything they've got two and a half hours so they probably can brilliant i'm glad you got to i was going to say did you ever get to see him but you said you did so i'm, I'm glad you got to see senseless things and that sounds like a great experience to go you know when you're that age and just be taken away by what you're seeing so i'm glad you saw them yeah. so senseless things are going to headline your fantasy festival they play for two hours They'll take us to 11 o'clock and then at the stroke of 11, they'll bring back on Wolf Alice with Babes in Toyland, the Raytons and the Ra's and they'll get to play one song to close the Midlife Crisis Festival. So Lucy, what are you going to have all your five acts play to bring your fantasy festival to a close? I hate to say I told you so by the hives. <laughs> Great track. The, yeah, it, it just is, isn't it? It's yeah. just brilliant. But also it really reminds me of when I was in my 20s and traveling around Australia and New Zealand and I did a skydive and they put that track as the the soundtrack to my skydive film so it just really reminds me of that as well so it's yeah it's just that where are they now the hives I don't I don't know but it would be great if they could join my five acts as well and do the <laughs> do the uh, encore but yeah that it's just brilliant isn't it Great track, great track. That is a great way to end a fantasy festival. So I guess let's lock this one in then. So we've got the Midlife Crisis Festival taking place at Pearson Park in Hull. We've got the Ra's going to open. They're going to play their album in full. They're going to be followed in your super second slot by the Raytons. Midway Man, this is Babes in Toyland and Catastrophe Wife, which we've just passed. Pre-headline acts, got <laughs> Wolf Alice. Headline acts, Senseless Things. And then for your encore, they're all going to play... I hate to say I told you so by the whole, by the hives. Sounds like a great fantasy festival. Lucy, you happy to lock that one into the fantastical vaults? I am. I, after weeks of uh, fretting <laughs> over it, I actually feel very happy about it and just a bit gutted it's not real. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe, well, you never know what's going to happen, do you? So I guess we'll see on that <laughs> one. So before we wrap this up then, Lucy, what does the what does the future look like for you? And obviously we've talked about park life coming out. I guess there's going to be quite a lot to be doing with that. What, what the next couple of months look like for you, Lucy? Um, yeah, so I've got other books on the go as well. A um, couple I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but I've got, I will have another book coming out in January with a publisher, um, which is non-fiction. And I'm working on another 
fiction novel at the moment. Um, so really just lots of writing. And also we've just had the, I worked with my husband on the stage play of the 27 Club. So that was just on at Live Theatre recently as part of their Elevator Festival. Um, my husband wrote the, the script for it and that was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun to see the characters in your head kind of, well, just see them brought to life, but also to see them, you know, going off and doing other things that you hadn't already imagined them doing. So I think we'll be plotting and scheming and planning as to whether there's anything else we can do together with those characters, um, maybe working on some different writing formats. So a lot of writing and a lot of fun. Great stuff. And if anyone's listening and, you know, has been impressed with what you've said about your books, like you said, we can pre-order them or order them anywhere where you can buy your books, like Amazon, Waterstones, anywhere like that. And how do people find you on social media? I, I presume you're here, there and everywhere. What, what, how do people yeah. find you and what, what are your handles? So on Twitter and Instagram, it's Lucy E. Nickel. And Facebook is Lucy Nickel Author, I think. Yeah, that's everywhere, isn't it? I'm on YouTube, but I can't remember what that is. And I'm on TikTok, <laughs> and I can't remember what that is. And to be completely frank, the stuff on there is probably very embarrassing. So you don't need to find me on there. <laughs> brilliant stuff so that is it and thanks to everyone who's listening to the 88th episode of the fantastical podcast and if you've enjoyed this one please subscribe give the fantastical podcast a review on itunes if that's how you're listening or if you're listening on spotify you can now rate the show so if you're listening on spotify stop it now go and go to rate show give us five stars that would be lovely we are also on twitter as is lucy so if you don't follow the podcast make sure you do at fantastical p and if you're not on twitter you can also email the podcast at fantastical podcast at outlook.com unfortunately on podcasts you can't play music but i'll get you some tracks from lucy we'll make a nice spotify playlist with all of her five acts and anyone else who she wants to put on there so you know if you're not listening to the ras or the ratings or babes in toyland or wolf alice or senseless things now is your opportunity. Scroll down in the episode description. There'll be a nice little podcast playlist waiting for you and waiting for your listening ears to go and listen to some fantastic music if you haven't heard of those bands before. So, Lucy, massive thank you for coming on. How have you found it? I mean, talking about music might be slightly different from what you normally do. How have you found kind of collating your fantasy festival and coming on the podcast? Well, it, it was harder than uh, the anxiety of putting together a mixtape because you've got you've got far fewer bands you can put on there. But yeah, I mean, I I I always come at it as a fan. I'm not a music expert. I don't even know you know the technical ways of describing music. It's either just poppy or guitar or punky to me. But um, it's been great fun, and it's yeah, it's, I just I like to say I just wish I could go to this festival now. So there's going to have to be something pretty damn good to top what's in my head for my fantasy festival. <laughs> great stuff! You've been a fantastic guest. Pleasure to have you on. So I'll be back next week with episode number eighty nine. So please make sure to join me. But until then, stay safe, my fantastical friends. Please continue to spread the word, and that word is fantastical. Thanks for listening.